Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solutions-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Amanda Schiavo, the Finance Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, I'm joined by Chris Kurtz, CFO of the University of Michigan Health West, a Wyoming, Michigan-based healthcare provider with 208 staffed beds and over 500 million in patient revenue. Today, Chris and I will be discussing the 2023 IPPS final rule, specifically the 4.3 reimbursement rate recently passed by CMS. Thank you for joining me today, Chris. Thank you for having me. For those listeners who may be unfamiliar with this topic, what is the 2023 IPPS final rule? Sure. Um, IPPS is an acronym for Inpatient Perspective Payment System. Uh, It's the method of determining both payment rates uh, for Medicare and Medicaid, as well as the payment policy of CMS. Uh, It includes uh, not only payment rates um, to the acute care hospitals, but uh, also long-term acute care hospitals. It includes quality programs, uh, value-based programs, and then even a little bit on the medical education funding side of things. And so CMS had originally proposed a 3.2% reimbursement rate. Uh, which is now 4.3%. Why the change? Well, each spring, CMS posts their proposed rates uh, and policy changes for public comment. That initial proposal last spring was, uh, I believe, 3.2% of an increase, um, what they refer to as their market basket rate or uh, what others might consider the core rate increase, um, not including things like medical education, capital, and, and other policy changes. But CMS received overwhelming public comment um, from many in the hospital industry uh, that 3.2% was just not nearly enough to offset uh, all the inflation that we're experiencing, um, certainly the highest in the last 40 years. Uh, And so CMS went back and did take some of that feedback into their uh, final policy. And then so what are your feelings on the new rate? Uh, I I think like most uh, other hospital CFOs, I think I appreciate the fact that CMS has recognized that inflation is a significant issue, and they actually went back and adjusted their rates for that. Um, However, I don't think I'm alone uh, in that it doesn't keep up with the inflation we've actually been experiencing. So while while it's nice to have, um, it's it's probably not likely to fix a lot of the problems that we've got going on. Um, So you know, CMS notes that this is the the largest increase they've had in the last 30 years. Uh, However, (laughs) this is, uh, as everybody is well too aware right now, uh, current inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. So there's already a gap there. And I think it's, I think the other thing really for the audience to to remember is that that 4% increase in rates uh, doesn't account for every policy change that's in that uh, IPPS, if you will. So uh, capital spending, for instance, is only 2.3%. And I know at our hospital, construction costs have nearly doubled in the last two years. Uh, Uncompensated care is actually being reduced in the policy um, to the tune of, I think, over $300 just in the state of Michigan alone. And then we've done our own analysis of what we believe uh, this policy change will do to our own hospital. Uh, And we estimate that the 4.3% is is actually more like a 3.4% once you net everything down uh, and you look at all the different parts of the policy. And you had touched on inflation in your in your comment. How has inflation uh, affected your hospital? 
devastating to say the least. Um, our hospital is one of the hospitals that runs on a fiscal year, not a calendar year. So we run from July to June each year. Um, the last six months of calendar 22, so the first six months of our year that just wrapped up, uh, we had a, a pretty healthy, pretty typical 3% operating margin that allows us to reinvest in the buildings, in the organization, in our people, all of all of the stuff that the CFOs are always talking about. But the second six months from January to June of our 2022 year has completely wiped out any margin we had. And I think uh, we are not alone like most hospitals in the country. We actually flipped to an operating loss uh, come January through June of 2022, primarily related to inflation. Looking at the IPPS rule and the reimbursement rate change, you know, what does this new rate mean for the financial well-being of hospitals and health systems, but also their patients? I think it's unsustainable, as I mentioned. You, you know, the the last six months um, has been completely devastating, uh, and I think you're going to see more and more reductions of staff and services coming in the next few months. Uh, I know in our own community here, there's been some announcements already. There's more and more announcements being made uh, nationally uh, each and every day. I expect that to continue. Um, for a little while before before it gets any better. And um, speaking of, of the different announcements, you know, what are your thoughts regarding the recent surprise billing regulations? Uh, I think the concept is a long time coming. Uh, and, and I guess I'll, I'll say, it, I, I think shame on our industry for not addressing it sooner uh, and, having, and having somebody uh, tell us how to fix the problem rather than us as an industry trying to fix it ourselves. And so because others have fixed it on our behalf, I do have some concerns around whether it can be operationalized or not. You know, I worry about our ability to provide accurate estimates in an industry like ours. You know, it's we can give estimates up front, um, but very often things change once a procedure is started or or once somebody's under anesthesia. And can we actually continue to give those estimates uh, under certain circumstances like that? So I, I think there's still more to come. We're we're working through it, and I think we're doing okay. But um, I do worry about the operational side of can we do what's being asked of us. And that kind of leads into my next question. You know, I want to know what the surprise billing regulations really mean for hospitals and health systems. And do you think that this is going to impact care in any way? It may slow it down a little bit. You know, we're we're a hospital with an open medical staff, which means we have a lot of, of surgeons and others in the hospital who are not employed by our hospital. And so getting that coordination of the physician claim, the hospital claim, and trying to do all of that within three days or so could be challenging. So I, I do I, I do wonder if this is going to delay certain services, perhaps, as we try and figure all of this out. Speaking more generally, when looking ahead, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing hospital and health system CFOs? Uh, I, I think labor and inflation are by far far the largest. It's certainly what keeps me up at night, uh, and I don't really see an end at the moment to it. I'm sure it will, but uh, at the moment, I don't see it in the short term changing a whole lot. Um, you know, we're not just competing for staff anymore against other hospitals. We're actually competing for staff against other industries as nurses are leaving healthcare altogether, not just leaving the bedside, uh, but they're leaving altogether, going to completely different uh, 
completely different industries. And so uh, we've got our, our hands full on labor and inflation. And can we even staff all of the beds we have? We're, there, there's an issue right now in our community with uh, a lot of hospitals not able to staff all of the beds they have. And so I do worry about that a lot. When, you know, how does it, how do, how can you put in some sort of kind of strategy to overcome those challenges, specifically when it comes to labor? Uh, we're going to have to get creative as an industry, certainly. Um, I think we've we've talked about that over the years. Um, really take a look at how we operate on a daily basis. Uh, and for some hospitals, um, we may not be able to be all things to all patients in the future like we are today. You may see a lot of specialization in the industry um, where we just can't get the cost and quality to a point where it makes sense if we don't do a certain number of procedures or a certain number of, of different services. On the flip side, though, that specialization comes with its own concerns and how do you integrate and coordinate care uh, if the system becomes too fragmented. So I'm not sure that completely solves it, um, but I do think that uh, you may start to see a little bit more specialization here in the future. When it comes to uh, what you said about getting creative in order to keep people in the labor force, I'm, are you talking about more than just increasing pay? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be. I think it's going to have to be staffing models. I, th I think you're going to see. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more team-based care. I think you're going to see team-based care, probably led by nurses. Um, and and you're going to have to. You're going to have to somehow increase that uh, that that patient assignment, right? And we're the only way to do that really is through some some team-based things. I think. I, j I just don't think we'll have the staff, uh, at least in the short term. Uh, to do that. And I don't think, you know, as one CFO, I don't think closing beds and closing units is the solution. And so thinking about our conversation, if you had to sort of sum up, what would you want the key takeaway for our listeners to be from this conversation as it comes to regulatory issues, specifically the 2023 IPPS final rule, surprise billing, just all of it? Um, as far as the the IPPS, I think the big thing is um, it's a good start, um, but it doesn't fix the inflation side of things. So with our inflation being primarily labor, that's now become structural. And so those those wages will not decline. They will they will only go up from here. And so if we're already starting in a hole, uh, that's just going to make matters worse. Um, and then we wind up making making some drastic changes that uh, nobody really wants to make. Uh, as far as the surprise billing, I would just ask um, more of the general public, you know, really uh, uh, be patient with us. You know, we, we understand its importance. Um, we, we want to do it. We don't want any of our patients to be surprised by their bills, uh, but it is complicated and we are still working through how to do this the best way. So, you know, I would ask for some patience, I think, on the surprise billing side of things, but uh, we've already made a lot of progress on that front and on the patient estimate front, um, but I think there's more work to do there. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.